Hello world and welcome to another episode of GadgetCast. I am your host, Gregory McFadden, joined by, come on, you know him, Mr. Hollywood himself, Travis MCP. And having so much fun doing the podcast. So much fun. And we're getting so much good feedback again. Oh, Travis, the feedback this week in particular, tremendous feedback. I am I'm blown away. We got reviews now. We're on Apple Podcasts, finally. <laughs> People forever. are enjoying the show. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's mind-blowing how quick uh, this is seeming to go along. Yeah, you know, and uh, like I've said before in, in previous uh, show, I used to podcast a long time ago, and then I got burnt out, and I can't remember being this excited to do pod to do a podcast in a very long time, like a very long time. That last year or so was was hard for me, but man, I am so amped and seeing the numbers grow and seeing people enjoying the show, I, I'm so incredibly amped to do these episodes now. I'm like, uh, it's I'm actually having more fun doing these than my videos, if you can believe that right now. Let's open the curtain a little bit. Uh, so Travis and I usually record this on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. We're recording like an hour earlier than usual because we're, we're so excited. excited. <laughs> we're just like, let's do the podcast. We we are amped. So Travis, um, we're gonna we're gonna have a great show. Number one, we got some topics. Uh, by the time this goes up, the embargo is lifted on the Pixel Four. Google sent me one to review. I have. A lot of thoughts I'm going to share on this podcast. Um, and Travis, uh, you also went to VidSummit. How was that? Tell me about that. I didn't go. For people who don't know what VidSummit is, it is a gathering by a guy named Daryl Eves, um, who also has partnered with Sean Duras and uh, Mr. Beast to create an environment for creators to go and learn things about um, YouTube, Facebook, um, learning how to build a business, all these things. So have these incredible creators from all sizes, like literally, I have I talked to a couple of people who hadn't quite started their channel yet, all the way up to Mr. Beast, just walking around. So you literally see like every size creator, and they're conversing. Like I talked to briefly, I talked to um, Nerd City, the guy who had that video a couple of weeks ago, um, talking about the algorithm. I briefly talked to Mr. Beast. Um, I, it was really cool to to connect with some people that I've known for a long time but never met in person, like Brandon from This Is Tech Today. Um, and then uh, also just kind of like meet some people that uh, I, I just consider my peers and friends and finally get to meet them face to face. It was very, very cool. Uh, I was in L.A. Uh, it took my it took my voice. Let me tell you, man, my voice was scratchy the last couple of days. Matter of fact, I did a video yesterday and I had to do my intro three times because I couldn't I barely could get across the finish line with that thing. My voice was so messed up, but it was such a great time. Really, really enjoyable. Wow. So you you met. The beast himself. It's the, as a matter of fact, I actually connected. I probably shouldn't say this on public, but I will because, you know, whatevs. Uh, I've made a connection with the guy who uh, does like all of his um, like analytical dives and stuff. Uh, so I'm connected with him and we're going to continue to discuss like the YouTube algorithm and all that stuff. And with the amount of data that his channel alone has, I mean, I'm going to learn stuff, which I'm super excited about because I like data. Wow. Really cool stuff. It sounds like a great trip. Um, I just have one question. Yes. How did Mr. B smell? Good? Uh, I, I, he seemed okay. Like, uh, I didn't smell anything oh. uh, beastly at all. No, seemed, no, no beastly odors? No beastly odors. He seemed pretty cool oh, to wow. me. Uh, yeah. No, it was good. 
<laughs> there were some people that smelled really good there. It was really kind of interesting. <laughs> so <laughs> like, so like you know, I, I'd like to smell like that. As a matter of fact, oh, no. that's a that's a that's a that's a conversation I didn't think we'd get into today. Um, were there were there a lot of people in like the tech field at Vid Summit? More than I thought. So I actually went into it not thinking there would be very many, but uh, my friend uh, El Jefe from El Jefe Reviews was there. Jeff from Great El Jefe guy. Reviews, uh, CJ Knows Tech was there, uh, C Kid. There was, um, and then there were some other people that I didn't really know as well. Um, but there was a bunch of a bunch of people. Uh, there's a guy named Brandon Butch who I who I met. Um, he does like an Apple channel, um, very successful, like over three hundred thousand subscribers, and uh, we hung for quite a bit. Uh, yeah, so there was a lot more tech people than I thought there would be. I don't know why I didn't think there would be, but there was. So I did have a tribe that I hung out with and uh, really enjoyed that. Oh, that's awesome. I, th I guess I guess I got to go next year or something. I don't yes, know. you a thousand percent got to go. Now, moving a little off of that subject and moving back to our how amazing our podcast is. Our podcast is heard internationally, right? All but around the world. Sometimes internationally also means right down the street. And we have a new voicemail, ladies and gentlemen. This voicemail is from someone who was called out on this very show. We just <laughs> got it right before we went on air. This is no lie. Jeff is not. Uh, <laughs> this is no lie. Uh, uh, Greg has not heard this voicemail. We're going to play it for the first. I just heard it right before we went live. I can't wait. It did get cut off for some reason because he had a lot to say. But we're going to go ahead and listen to a voicemail. It got cut off. It got cut off. It went so long. Oh my God, how long is this? This is from Anthony. Now, for those of you uh, who the episode, can you briefly tell us who Anthony is before I press play on this? Anthony is a personal friend, has nothing to do with podcasting or YouTube, just, just a personal friend. I mentioned him on the show. Um, it, it's funny because he actually, the reason why I mentioned him is because he actually listened to the podcast and said that, Travis and I had really good chemistry. And so I mentioned it and then I kind of went into a little bit of a rant. I forget exactly which episode we uh, talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. About but what? I, I said that, you know, Travis asked if Anthony was a good friend and this was prompted by he, Travis said, you can tell a good friend by when they pick up the tab. Mm. And I mentioned that my friend Anthony doesn't pick up the tab. Oh, well, let's see what Anthony has to say about that very thing. Uh, here we go. Hey, Greg. Uh, I was listening to your last podcast, and um, I saw that you, uh, you, you did it again. You, you called me out, this time to uh, a live audience. You know, I, I don't appreciate this, Greg. I, I, really, I really don't. You know, um, it's okay that we might have differing definitions of friendships. You know, I think people should learn to understand each other and, and coexist without calling each other out every single time. Cause, cause first of all, okay. I offered to pay you that night for the Joker movie. I gave you the bill. You were the one that didn't have change. So that's, that's not on me. Okay. And, um, second of all about treating you to dinner, I have taken you out to dinner actually quite a few times to no. quite a few good places. Um, Sure, I haven't necessarily paid for it, but right. see, that's where our definition of friendship differs. You know, I feel like friendship doesn't need to have this monetary value. And then he got cut off. Um, so for those of you wondering, like, well, how did you leave a voicemail? Uh, while we are on all the podcasting uh, platforms, if you go to anchor.fm and look for GadgetCast, 
Uh, you actually can leave us a voicemail. We'll play it here on the air and respond. But I, I do feel like he brought up some interesting points here, Greg. <laughs> what, what do you think? And what is your rep- your retort? <laughs> wow. First of all, he talked so long, <laughs> Anchor had to cut him off <laughs> right off the bat. He, he was mid-rant and he got cut off. So I don't I don't know. Is there a part two to that or just just a part one? Only one I saw. I mean, maybe there's another one, but that's the only one that I saw. Travis, he could still be talking for all we know. <laughs> he really went in on you. Um, it's true <laughs> that Anthony has taken me to some really great restaurants that are now my favorite, and I go there all the time. But um, hey, my point stands. You haven't picked up the tab. You still mm. did he pay for the Joker movie yet? Yikes! Oh, did he pay? Did he pay? I don't think so. No, wait. No, he did. He did pay. He did pay oh. for the Joker movie. Shenanigans. Uh, but you know, the occasional like you know, I got the bill. You know, one time we went out, just me and him, had a good time. I said, "Hey, don't worry about it. It's on me." You know, just every once in a while. You know, Travis, even if he just reached for the bill <laughs> as a sign of like, "Oh, I got this." You know, that would be nice. I, I might still split it, and then we could. We could call it even, but you know, just that reach for the bill that, you know, maybe he would offer to pay for it would be a really nice sign. But again, Anthony is a good friend. I'm, I'm shocked that he left such a long rant on the podcast. We now know that he listens to the podcast. So that was, that was the test. I did call him out to see if he was going to listen or if he was just kind of you know, kind of just saying some nice things about my podcast and then never plan to listen again. But hey, here he is. Left a voicemail. That's hilarious. Yeah, he uh, we thank you for that call. I certainly thank you for that call because that's great. This is uh, this is the Anthony update. It could be a recurring segment depending on how many times <laughs> he calls in to rant about something. But uh, for now, this is this is part two of the Anthony update. The Anthony saga. The Anthony saga continues. So again, if you're interested in leaving us a voicemail, uh, anchor.fm, look for us, a gadget cast, and there's an option there. You can download the app as well, uh, and you can leave us a voicemail, and we'll, uh, we'll try to answer as many as we can. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> oh, I love podcasting again. It's such a great thing. Okay. What do we got there, Greg? What are we, what are do, we do you want to, do you want to call out any, uh, personal friends, uh, family members uh, live on the show and, uh, I think now that I've seen what happens when you do that, I don't really want to now because some of my friends are savages so oh, i don't know it's a good idea now oh yeah we don't we don't we don't we don't want a savage response you got to keep it safe for uh you know we, we don't want the explicit tag on our podcast right. no, we, we can't we're family that. friendly here for now <laughs> <laughs> so then hopefully for a long time please if you're willing to sponsor us please feel free to reach out we'll be happy to keep it as clean as you need <laughs> all right what do we got well, Travis, uh, like we mentioned at the start of the show, I think we have to talk about Pixel. Mm. Pixel 4. So yes. um, this is actually good because I just finished watching your Pixel video today where you said you had some time uh, actually with hands-on with the device. Mm-hmm. So I think we can both talk to that a little bit more than previous weeks. Uh, yes. Google sent me one to review, which was nice of them. And uh, yeah, I definitely have a lot of thoughts on this. Now, one thing I want to give Google credit for right off the bat, I think this is a much 
better phone, a much better a much better phone in general than the 3 and 3XL of last year. In particular, the 3XL. I got that phone. There was a lot of issues with it, which I'm not noticing on the 4. Stuff like RAM management, uh, even down to the hardware itself where you had like this microphone that was like, just had like this horrible, horrible hiss. Like you would never really want to use it for any sort of video recording. Um, that seems to not be an issue on the 4. So again, they're the same price point this year. So right off the bat, better phone for that. You're also getting just a lot of... Okay, so no notch this year, which I think is a positive. Would you agree with that? Yes, I'm tired of the notch. Uh, although but, but a very large forehead is not okay either. So I think I would rather have... I Well, I don't think... I would rather have the iPhone's notch than this giant forehead, but I wouldn't want the old Pixel 3 XL notch, which went way too deep. It was like a deep, deep V-neck. You could see all the chest hair coming out. It it's wasn't a, a good look. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm happier with the design this year, but it doesn't look like a flagship design to me. And that's one of my gripes with it. Um, it's a fine design. It works. Is it really like in the grand scheme of things is it like a huge deal? Not really, but because they're cutting corners there, you think they could maybe save a little bit on the cost by not having a panel that really goes edge to edge. Like you would see on a Samsung phone, like you would see on an iPhone, like you even see on what the one plus has that. And it's like, you know, just edge to edge. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like I mentioned this in uh, the video and I've also mentioned in other previous videos that I think Google could really take over the mid range phone market pretty easily. However, they are ill equipped to take on the flagship level um, phones. They shouldn't be ill equipped, but they just appear to be kind of out of touch. What happens is they end up copying kind of different manufacturers for different reasons. And then it just doesn't feel genuine. Like last year's notch and everything was very much, I mean, what a lot of Android manufacturers were doing as well. Obviously they were copying Apple, the, the little square um, camera thing. Um, now some people could say, well, uh, Apple uh, copied Huawei, but no one's copying Huawei. So settle down, but everyone is copying Apple. So I'm still convinced that uh, Google, um, you know, basically saw that early design and was like, yeah, we got to kind of do the same. I'm glad they did not go to the notch. I think they caught so much crap last year for the notch. They were just like, okay, we need to go the opposite direction. However, for so many other reasons and their thought process behind making a phone uh, that's supposed to be a flagship level phone, and I'll explain why I think they're doing that, uh, why they, they think it's flagship, is misguided. For a mid-range phone like the 3A and 3A XL, we saw kind of the opposite. Someone, uh, you know, uh, like a company that's really thinking about budget, um, the budget in general, hitting a good price and good performance. So did you get the 3A? I can't remember. 3A, 3A, 3A XL? I had the 3A, yes. And Great what did phone. you think of it? Good phone. Four, $400. Like, it's not a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Good camera. Pro processor in it wasn't the fastest processor, but I thought the software optimization was pretty much fine for for anyone who wanted to do like something basic with their phone you know watch videos all that stuff maybe maybe you can't play like the latest greatest games at high frame rates or maybe you're not editing video at the fastest but i think for the for the market it was aimed for you know 400 hundred dollar phone oled display good display 
great camera. It was it was a pretty good package. Sixty four gigabytes at that price is is perfectly reasonable. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that phone. I think what happens is, and I'm going to do this in the future for. I don't know how many phone reviews I'll actually be doing in the future. I'll, I'll definitely be commentating on a lot of them. But I think what it really comes down to is there's generally two questions that people are coming to get answered. One, is the phone worth it? <clears throat> and two, should they buy it? And those are kind of very similar-ish questions. But ultimately, the one that encap- encapsulates all of that is, uh, is, is it worth it? Because the reality is, is whether or not a phone is good or not is has a lot to do with the price tag associated with it because is it, if this was a five or six hundred dollar phone we would be might we might say this is the phone of the year you know what i mean because you could think about all the different technologies that are built into it and you go there's no other phone in this price range that's doing it but as soon as you raise the price and now you're putting it straight up against phones that now have the same advantages that pixel had last year um, now it's a different story. Last year, Google had the Pixel come in as the best camera and a night mode that like no one was touching. This year, everyone has night mode. Apple has come out of the, the woodwork and just really killed it on the cameras this year. So they they don't no longer and by the way, when they had that benefit, they still didn't sell that many phones. So now that's not even the case. They're coming out of the gate with a price tag that's a little high, especially for 64 gigs, which I've railed on too many times. And at the, at the end of the day, it's like, well, if you, they need to get out of the, in my opinion, they need to get out of the flagship game. I think it would be smart for them to not make phones, but if they really want to make phones, make the mid-level stuff where they can really crush it. Yeah. Um, so talking more about, the phone itself and, and why you say it should go to this mid-range level. Yeah. So I think one of the misguided efforts here is this new project solely and that combination with the face unlocking system. Now, I'll start off positive. I think the face unlock is really good. It is really fast. It bypasses the lock screen too. So if you want to get right into your apps right away, it's super fast, you know, pretty accurate. Um, so not too many issues there, but this whole thing, they, they put a radar in the phone to kind of do like these hand gestures. Um, in fact, they actually can't even sell the phone in India, which is like a huge emerging market for tech and probably a market that Google should be in with a phone like this. So they're not in that market because of that. And, um, what you're getting with this radar, which I assume is a pretty expensive part. And it's why I assume the phone is as much money as it is. Uh, you get these hand gestures, which Travis, they just don't work. Ah. They're they're so inconsistent. You have to, if you really want to master them, you have to do it precisely, which is always a huge problem because if you get it wrong once, you're never going to want to do it again. The, the moment you're in your car and you go to skip a song and it doesn't work and you have to do it again and it doesn't work, you're, fr- yep. you're frustrated. You're like, why, why am I doing this? Yep. That's, that's been my experience with it. When it works, it works and it's slow just touch the phone. Like you have to be that close to register it, touch the phone. Right. When you're in the car somewhere where that might be useful, it's such like a violent swipe. <laughs> like I, I was driving in the car. I was going out to dinner with uh, my fiance now and my mom and um, we're in the car. I'm driving and I'm doing these swipes and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to skip the song. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, trying to skip the song. This is supposed to be like a new feature. 
and they're watching me do it. I'm swerving a little bit on the road. I'm creating a dangerous situation. And I finally get it to work after I learn like how far I have to go. And it, it's like hurting my arm to keep doing these gestures over and over again. And then you look like some type of weirdo. No, no, I swear this is a thing. Uh, no. And this is my point. Like, and here's the thing about like all these special features. And for those of you who don't watch my videos, first of all, what are you doing with your life? But what I are do, you doing? I over this. What, seriously, what are you doing with your life? But I want to bring this point up because I think it's an important point. Um, they spent a lot of time, money, and resource and development on some features that if you get it to work, you'll use it once or twice. And then probably never again. When those same resources could have been used to something else in the operating system or on the phone that you would use all the time. Absolutely. And that's the thing that's frustrating. Absolutely. It, and people will, you know, I don't think, I think that was something that was lost on people. Actually, this video had got, a, finally, it gotten people uh, in the comment section that really finally got, got what I've been saying all this time. And maybe I just worded it right this time. Um, or maybe it's just because it happened after, you know, the actual presentation and people finally agreed because they're like, yeah, I guess you're right. But the reality is this, every moment that's spent doing something else, something weird, something that looks good on the stage is one less moment, one less dollar spent to something that you will use every single day. And that's something that's becoming very important to me, the core experience, which is why Apple excels, um, which is why I really love the OnePlus 7 um, Pro, which is why I like those, those phones that don't have like all these extra cool things that I just end up not using at all. Because at the end of the day, if you're using your phone a lot, if you're using, you know, want to get in and out of apps quickly and stuff like that, every moment counts. I heard a guy, I said a guy left a message, a comment on one of my videos and said something like, because I talked about how the, the, the uh, Note 10 that I use currently, fingerprint sensor is slow, especially in comparison to the OnePlus 7. And he was like, oh, the, all the things you can do with those milliseconds. Well, number one, they do add up. Number two, I paid $500 less for a faster experience. So I, I, it gets on my nerves when people will try to nitpick a, an argument and not realize that what they're really doing is giving an excuse to a company to do something that doesn't make any sense. Like, why are you spending the money and the time to do that? So Apple seems to be at least acutely aware of some, and, and it's going to sound like I'm an Apple fan. I'm not really saying I'm an Apple fan, but I'm looking at it from like something that makes sense. Like they, they spend a lot of time trying to get the core experience right. Samsung sometimes does, but they also really are thinking about what can we show on stage that's awesome, which is great at first, and then you don't ever use it, and it, it makes you wonder, like, well, what was the point of all that? You know what I mean? And I feel like Pixel, the Google Pixel 4, has a lot of those features, like a lot of the cool stuff you'll never use. You'll show your friend once, you'll be in your car like Greg, waving like a maniac, oh and look like an idiot. <laughs> then you never do it again. Like, what was the point of that? So unless there's some type of secret cool thing that that radar is going to do, it, it was it was a waste. It was a waste. Yeah, and, and that's the point I want to get to, and I agree with you 100% on this front. The radar as it stands today on the 4, and again, like Travis saying, maybe there will be something in the Pixel 5 where they learned from using this radar. Maybe it wasn't ready yet. Maybe they needed to test it out with a bunch of users. But as it stands, we are talking about the Pixel 4 right now. I don't want to talk about the future of the phone. We have to talk about the features now and if it's going to be a benefit to the consumer. As of now, it's a gimmick and it's a gimmick that doesn't work. Now, the one cool thing about it, and I'll give it this, and the iPhone does something similar with uh, Face ID. If uh, say your alarm goes off in the morning, when you go to reach for your phone, it will automatically start to silence it. That is a nice feature. 
it's a nice feature to have. It's like, you know, it kind of just like works like that. That one actually works like almost all the time. But do you really want to be investing that much money into this technology where your main, your main focus are these hand gestures, which don't work. And then as a side effect, you get like this very like minimal thing. You're not really going to, you know, use it every morning and it's whatever. You could just tap it, tap your alarm to go off to, you know, and this um, all comes back to pricing again. If this thing was five, $600, it's so, very yeah. easy. Just not <clears throat> even think about that. So, so let me, let me talk about some of the positives for my review. Sure. Yeah. Cause, um, there, there are, there are good things about this phone and I got to be honest with you. I I'm nitpicking here. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, the radar system isn't even really a problem because if you don't use it, the phone is fine. It's a good phone. It's just priced too high for what it is, I believe. But there are, there are, see, this is where I'm struggling with my review. I actually haven't put my review out as we're recording this. I'm still, I'm still trying to find my framing here because overall, Travis, I've enjoyed my experience with this phone. Um, mm -hmm. the, the new gesture system on Android 10, the way they have it up, kind of works almost like an iPhone. Uh, a little, a little worse, honestly, with the animations, but it's fine. Kind of, kind of like the same thing. You swipe up to go home. You can swipe on the bottom to switch between apps. That's, I like that. I like the face unlocking system. It's, it's probably one of the best versions of face unlocking that I've used on Android. You can use it in like um, your password managers and your and your banking apps and stuff like that. So that's great. Um, speakers are good on it. The display is good on it. The camera, you know, Pixel's always been known to have a good camera. It, it still has that camera there. Whether that's better than the iPhone 11, it's, it gets tricky, especially when you get into video or, or just how you prefer your photos being taken because they take very different style of photos that I think some users might like the way the Pixel takes a photo. Some users are going to like the way that the iPhone takes a photo. Um, and like you mentioned, you know, all these phones, these flagship phones, their cameras, even even if one's better than the other, it's like what, like a two percent difference. Like we're in we're in very close things. Most of these phones are taking good cameras. If if you're looking at these photos on the smartphone display, even you might not even notice some of the differences. You have to bring them up to a bigger display to actually start looking. Going okay, here here are the differences between the photos. So, and um, oh, one thing I should mention: the zoom on the Pixel is actually a useful feature. I know a lot of people are knocking them for um, not having an ultra wide. And I like the ultra wide on my, on my 11 and my 11 pro, but the zoom and what they said it could do, like it can actually go into that eight times zoom and give you a little more detail on that photo. That's actually pretty true. So it's useful. But again, I know a lot of people are really into ultra wide, not really zoom. Um, oh, one, one other thing I'd like to mention, uh, battery life, Travis. What, what do you think? Screen on time. Drum, What's like a good screen on time? Uh, it has very low uh, milliamp hour batteries, but then again, technically, so does the iPhone. Wow. Uh, and I know that there's been a drastic kind of swath of different uh, numbers here. Uh, geez, I don't know. Um, maybe like six, seven hours. Okay. So on the 11, that's... That's it, right? You get like six, seven hours of screen on time. For my review with the 11, I got like six, seven. With the new 11 Pro Max, which has like really good battery life, you're getting even more than that. So this Pixel looks like it's giving you about five hours. It's not like amazing. Yeah. Um, 
And I think, I think that's fine. Like a normal days of use, I think you'll get through the day. So like yesterday I had a pretty normal day of use. I got through the day, you know, 10% at the end of the day, whatever, put on the charger at night. That's fine. But if you're, if you're having like a heavy day, you're watching a lot of video, it's not going to last you throughout the day. It's not, it's not like the iPhone 11 or the 11 pro max, or probably even the uh, latest Samsung phones, which get pretty good battery life. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's mid tier again, not flagship level. And this is my point. You spend that much money, you expect it easily get through now with like Apple taking it to the next level with like the max pro. I mean, they're setting a new standard. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons that is, and let's talk about this. We we're talking about this before the show. So one of the, one of the, you know, new things is having a higher refresh rate screen, which Google says they have a 90 Hertz display on this. Now, I, I can sort of see it sometimes, but Travis was saying in his Pixel video, he really couldn't notice that it was a 90 hertz display. And, and you, you have a OnePlus, right, that, that has a higher refresh rate phone? Yep. So yep. You, you probably have more experience than that because I'm used to my iPad, which has a high refresh rate. But you, you, act, you yep. actively use an Android phone that has a higher refresh screen rate, and you couldn't even see it, right? Correct. I, I was, I actually went, it went so far as I went into the settings because I'm like, okay, this obviously doesn't have it on. And then when I handed the phone back to the person who, who had it, uh, un, unprompted, he mentioned that it didn't feel like it had a 90 Hertz screen, which I thought was really interesting because I didn't say anything. I was like, I must just be, I must just be too removed from the experience. And he said the same exact thing. So I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. And, and, and I can't figure that one out. I'm, I'm guessing Google said on stage they're doing something to conserve battery life by having the refresh rate be variable to when you're touching the display. It should be 90 hertz. But then when you're not touching it, it's going to lower that down to conserve battery life. I'm guessing it's a software problem. Who knows if a future update will fix that experience or based on the battery life I'm getting, maybe maybe that's on purpose. Yeah. I mean, it could be. It at the end of the day, I think it's just they're so they came out at the end of the year, which is probably the most problematic with a processor that came out at the beginning of the year. We're only a couple months away from the next processor and the next kind of innovation. So very quickly, they're going to seem like an outdated option. And that in and of itself is a problem. They need to change their their cycle, although I would just say stop doing the flagship thing and be the, the mid range. By the way, you're going to sell more in the mid range anyway. So um Personally, I think they just need to be doing that and forgetting about this this kind of uh, not embarrassing. Again, the phone itself in a vacuum, fine, I'm sure, fine. However, when you start pricing it next to phones like the S10 series, the you know any of the Huawei phones that actually still have access to the Google Play Store, Samsung phones, Apple phones, you start to look like the odd one out. So personally, I think Google needs to settle down and, and get out of this thing. Personally, just my my thought. Yeah. I, Travis stole the words right out of my mouth. You know, in a vacuum, like I said, like this isn't a bad phone. If someone bought this phone, I don't think they're going to go, oh, this is a bad phone. But you might just be overpaying for what you're getting. And I think that's kind of where I'm going in my review. Yeah. I, I like the phone. It, I like the build quality on it. Um, you know, it's, it's a good phone. But when you compare it to, and I think this is probably what a lot of people are going to look at when they, you know, if they're actually comparing like iOS to Android or even and other Android phones, you have the iPhone 11 starting at 699. Yeah. People are going to look at that and go, wow, this phone's more expensive than the iPhone. Like, like I actually asked, like, you know, I, I mentioned that 
I was driving in the car and I said, how much do you think this phone costs? No one, no one thought it cost more than the iPhone. You know, like pe- people have a, a thing of like, oh, the iPhones are the most expensive. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's not true this year in a way that maybe it was in previous years. And then you have just so much competition on the Android side where you could spend, you know, maybe a little more money and get a design with like the Galaxy phones that's like, look super premium. Or if you want to spend a little bit less, go for that OnePlus you know, you're still getting like a really good phone and it, and it's coming in at less than this pixel four. Yep. And that's, that's the issue. It's not like if it's not a bad phone, that that's, that's, that's the hard part. You know, it's not bad. It's just like, why couldn't you go like a hundred dollars lower? I think you might've had a winner. And that's the thing. Like I'm saying, everything comes down to price and that's what you will always be measured against. So always make sure that what you're bringing out is on level or better than what else is out there in that price range, or you are about to get a bad review. Wow. What a way to end this episode savagely as we laid the smackdown and Anthony laid the smackdown on you. Oh, (laughs) are we getting the uh, Anthony review of uh, Greg next? You know, probably. Um, but we do have, uh, other episodes coming. We, we're enjoying, uh, doing this so much that, uh, you know, originally we were doing it like we were just going to do every Monday, but I feel like we're just recording enough episodes that we'll try to get them out to you more often. You guys seem to be really digging them. So as long as you dig them, we're going to make them. What do you think, Greg? Isn't that like a good idea? Mm, I, I don't know. I don't know. But they, they, don't worry. We'll charge them more. It's no yeah. big deal. I want to, I want to see, uh, you know, right now in, uh, Apple podcasts, uh, if you're, you know, a lot of our audience is Apple Podcasts. We finally got that up. Like I mentioned, if you are an Apple Podcast listener, reviews are very important on there. We got a few right now. Uh, five stars, Travis. We're doing Let's good. Go. We're doing good. So if Here you are listening to this, if you're on Apple Podcasts, could you please leave us a review, especially if you like the show? We would really, really appreciate it. That's that's all I want to say. If you're on any other podcast platform, make sure you're subscribed because like Travis said, every Monday you're getting a show, but hey, we're liking this. What what if we put out a show and you're not subscribed and all of a sudden you're missing GadgetCast, the best podcast. Five That's stars. You can't get higher than that. Seriously. I mean, we're going to try to get higher than that. We're going to make a new five, star. 5.5? Uh, let's do that. Everyone, please give us a 5.5 star rating. <laughs> if that's possible. All right, look. Enough of these shenanigans. We're going to see you again next week. I am Travis. He is Greg. GadgetCast. Say goodbye, Greg. Goodbye.